0: Okay, we're going to be in the the book of Jude again this morning. Uh, and um, title, or what I would like to call this, and we'll read this. That it's part of the text is preserved in Jesus Christ. And uh, the last time we looked at the book of Jude, we we um, made some comments and we and we looked at part of the first verse, and we we said that this there's three points that this verse brings out uh and we'll read these first four verses first and then we'll go back to that verse 1 it says jude the servant of jesus christ and brother of james to them that are sanctified by god the father and preserved in jesus christ and called mercy unto you and peace be, and love be multiplied beloved when i gave all diligence to write unto you of the common salvation It was needful for me to write unto you and exhort you that you should earnestly contend for the faith which was once delivered unto the saints. And For there are certain men crept in unawares who were before of old ordained to this condemnation, ungodly men, turning the grace of our God into lasciviousness and denying the only Lord God and our Lord Jesus Christ. In those first four verses, there's a a lot of... There's a lot to as Mike says unpack in those verses and but back into the the first verse, uh, Jude, the servant of Jesus Christ and brother of James, to them that are sanctified by God the Father and preserved in Jesus Christ and called and those those three uh, points there that are made point to and 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 bring out our salvation is based upon work that all parts of the Trinity, all God's three parts—Father, Son, and Holy Spirit—have to do. All of them have completely to do with all of our salvation. And we looked at that uh, God's people, the church, the elect of God, uh, sanctified by God the Father, set apart and given to the to the to the Son. And uh, we just had. A, a, a several messages not far back in John 17 that spoke about about uh, the church, the connection that the Lord has with His church and His people, and and um, uh, His prayers to them, and preserved in Jesus Christ we're looking at today, and called by the Holy Spirit, and those those are uh, th- three things that describe who He's writing this to. This letters to, to the believers of that particular time, that it that this letter was given to, but more more to the point of all believers of all time, as the rest of the scripture is given, and the scripture is given for the benefit and and for the the knowledge and the teaching by the Spirit of those things that that pertain to the church, to their the salvation of the church of of the things that we are, are just uh, shown about God himself and about man and the connection there and about having a people and the redemption of those people. Uh, it's all the scripture is given, especially to the church. All men can read it and see it and have it, but but it's only for the, for the church. The only benefit of it is for the church. Others are going to not benefit from it. And... Um, and those that we're going to look at tonight are those that are preserved in Jesus Christ and um, preserved and kept by God's covenant. We're going to see those whom the Father gave to the Son were to be redeemed by the blood of the Lamb. That These are things that we know the words of, but only the Spirit can reveal them to us and, and, and make them real to us. He was to bear the full weight of all the church of all time in the weight of their sin of all time. Make full atonement for them. He was to endure the full outpouring of God's wrath against sin, but not his own sin. There was no sin of his. It was for others that we know. He He will bless in Christ all the sheep. Christ took our place. Now we share his place. His righteousness is ours. His life is ours. There is no condemnation, as we we read in Romans and other places, not one single condition to be met by the church. No responsibilities that must be met to be with him in glory. We have a never-changing, unconditional standing in the everlasting covenant in Christ. All this depended upon what he did for us. And uh, we're going we're to take a look at what the scriptures have to say about those things. And it's a uh, preserved in Christ. It, that covers a, a, everything. Covers everything that we... Need and have and will have, and as it, as that uh, Psalm that we looked at part of said in the bulletin, His mercy endureth forever, and that has to do with the keeping of the church, and the keeping of the church is all in our Lord Jesus Christ, and that's the the um, in the covenant that keeping was given to him, and he took on that responsibility and indeed has fulfilled that responsibility so let's look at a couple of places actually a lot of places in um, starting in Isaiah and there's there's no there's no uh, shortage of passages to look at how God's people are kept and who keeps them and we're going to, in Psalm, or Isaiah, sorry, uh, chapter 46, in verses 3 and 4, and this is the context in Isaiah. All the context of Isaiah is, comfort ye, comfort ye my people. And that's the that's the gist of, of all the scripture, is that's that's the... The theme of that in him, we can be and are comforted. But in chapter 46 of Isaiah, starting with verse 3, it says, Hearken unto me, O house of Jacob, and all the remnant of the house of Israel, which are born by me from the belly, which are carried from the womb, and even to your old age I am he. And even to, uh, to whore hairs will I carry you. I have made and will bear even. I will carry and will deliver you. And um, the, there's times that we read in the scripture that uh, they were, um, as a nation, as they were traveling and doing different things and and come against different ones that they warred against, There was there's scriptures that speak about his protecting them and delivering them from those enemies, which he indeed did do, uh, but the, the 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 prime import to the church is that he's delivered us and delivers us from all spiritual enemies, the uh, sin and all the effects of that that he's delivered and does uh, deliver his people from. Uh, in Isaiah 49, a lot of, of a lot about God being near his people and bringing salvation and redeeming and forgiving iniquity and uh, those things that pertain to God's people in in all of Scripture, but in all of the uh, book of Isaiah. And in chapter 49, uh, starting with verse 13, it says, uh, Sing, O heavens, and be joyful, O earth, and break into singing, O mountains. For the Lord hath comforted his people and will have mercy upon his afflicted. But Zion said, The Lord hath forsaken me, and my Lord hath forgotten me. Um, Verse uh, 15, Can a woman forget her sucking child, that she should not have compassion on uh, the son of her womb? Yea, they may forget, but I will not forget thee. Uh, Behold, verse 16, I have graven thee upon the palms of my hand. Thy walls are continually before me. And verse 17, that thy children shall make haste, the destroyers, and they that made thee waste shall go forth of thee. And here that um, uh, in a physical sense can, can do uh, people, mothers say forget their child. Um, that, that may happen and that does happen, but God does not forget or, or um, um, abandon his, his own. Uh, A couple more places while we're in Isaiah. Isaiah chapter 51. Isaiah chapter 51. Starting with verse 4. It says, Hearken unto me, my people, and give ear unto me, O my nation, for a law shall proceed from me, and I will make my judgment to rest for a light of the people. My righteousness is near, my salvation is gone forth, and mine arms shall judge the people. The isles shall wait upon me, and upon mine arm shall they trust. Lift up your eyes to the heavens, and look upon the earth beneath, for the heavens shall vanish away like smoke, and the earth shall wax old like a garment, and they that dwell therein shall die in like manner. But my salvation shall be forever, and my righteousness shall not be abolished. Hearken unto me, ye that know righteousness, uh, the people in whose heart is my law. Fear ye not the reproach of men, neither be ye afraid of their revilings. For the moth shall eat them up like a garment, and the worm shall eat them like wool. But my righteousness shall be forever, and my salvation from generation to generation. Um, again, God's God's people, and not only His salvation, but His he's, he's he is holding them and keeping them. It's not just, it's not just a here's a here's a good plan. Believe in this, and there you are. You're on your own, as as it as it, it says there in in read in again about in that Psalm 136. His mercy to us endures forever. It's not just a, it's not just a a one time experience that people have and then they're on their own. God has to keep us and does keep us from t- day to day, all the time. And then uh, one more one more spot in Isaiah in Isaiah 53 uh, and just a couple of verses of it, but the whole thing speaks about uh, our salvation. <clears throat> the verse, uh, verses 10 10 through 12 it says, "Yet it pleased the Lord to bruise him, He hath put him to grief. Uh, uh, when thou shalt make his soul an offering for sin he shall see his seed he shall prolong his days and uh, the pleasure of the Lord shall prosper in his hand he shall see of the travail of his soul and shall be uh, satisfied by his knowledge shall my righteous servant justify many for he shall uh, bear their iniquities therefore uh, verse 12 will I Divide him a portion with the great, and he shall divide the spoil with the strong, because he hath poured out his soul unto death, and he was numbered with the transgressors; and he bared the sin of many, and made intercession for the transgressors. And uh, there, in those uh, passages of Isaiah, uh, showing that uh, not only is is he our salvation, and made those things to us. And become those things to us but that he keeps his people and it isn't just a it isn't just a um, a plan of salvation as people say but it is redemption in him it's not just a plan but it is it is a decree and covenant that he's determined that these things will take place and they indeed uh, do Um, in the book of Malachi we're gonna we're gonna be in other places in back in um, the Psalms in you know, just a bit, but in Malachi chapter three, and we know this passage through here, and we've been we spent some time in the book of Malachi, um, <clears throat> and uh, that uh, God God is going to be glorified, and there is. Judgment is coming, and it it is it is it's a sure thing. But in chapter three, Malachi chapter three, in um, in verse six, and and uh, read the rest of this passage on your own. But the, here. For the thought here it says verse six, for I am the Lord, I change not, therefore ye sons of Jacob are not consumed. Even from the days of your fathers ye are gone away from mine ordinances and have not kept them. Return unto me and I will return unto you, saith the Lord of hosts, but ye say, Wherein shall we return? And uh it goes down and God, as it says in Jeremiah, Ezekiel, Isaiah, the rest of the scriptures. He causes his people to come to him. they don't just come to their senses as it were um, they come to their right mind when the Lord opens the eyes, and the spirit causes life to be in there. but because he does not change we 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 have a sure foundation it's built upon, and it isn't a changeable god um, if 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 he were <laughs> We'd be like Mike says. We'd be turned to cinders pretty fast, and um, if it was not for his faithfulness. And um, in James, turn to the book of James for just a minute. James chapter one. It says in verse 17, Every good gift and every perfect gift is from above and cometh down from the Father of lights, with whom is no variableness, neither shadow of turning. Of his own will begat us with the word of truth that we should be a kind of first fruits of his creatures. And that verse goes along with what we saw in Malachi. He doesn't change. God doesn't change. Uh, and here it says no variableness neither shadow of turning and that's there's God doesn't have a different take on things or different thought of things uh, from day to day and it's when that covenant was made to create a people and to have a people and to give a remnant to the To our Lord, those things were were done. Firm a foundation it says is laid in for us in his word, and those things are not here today and gone tomorrow, or good today and not quite so good tomorrow. Those that's one that's one thing that God's people that he causes that to be in us and see those things that that um he is our rock and it says in the parts it says our rock is not their rock or their rock is not our rock rather and uh, ours is our God is as that rock it doesn't change and all oh, blessings that we get from him um, these things God has to reveal to his people to, to believe that to believe that um, we are secure and and there's a there's a song that says um, that we sing that um, um, that uh, I'm trying to think of the verse of it but it's what it says is that um, we're not any less secure than those in heaven that uh, they are there but we are that secure in that um, in ch- Hebrews Well, we'll go to there a little later. Um, these things, having not ch- never changing, they're unconditional. And our standing that we have in Him, and we'll look at a verse later that speaks about our inheritance in Him, um, those are, they're, the words are not hard to, to read, the her- words are not hard to understand, the meaning of the words in the language. But it's uh, it's a different thing to to see um, what it has to do with us and how where we stand and to under under, uh, understand those things and to um, wrap our mind around some of those things. Um, Turn to the Psalm to Psalm one nineteen. We're going to look at it several places in the Psalms. But just uh job speaks about this too, about uh, about our God's faithfulness, and that he's his assurances from him. Um, let me get over to the right psalm first one nineteen psalm one nineteen, and this whole psalm through here. in the, the top of my, I don't know who put the notes across the top of my Bible, just little heading things. On here, it says, confidence in the law. <laughs> and <laughs> I, I don't know where that came from, it has, uh, and then it says, love for God's law on the next page. We love God's law in that it no more has a hold on us that we know one who has, taken care of that and has done that law. And in that way we can we can have confidence that the law does not slay us. We're dead to that. And but confidence in the law there were several of those that the that the Lord came into contact with that had confidence in the law and and um and <laughs> that's pretty thin ice to stand on. And, and uh, there's only one that that could deal with that law uh, adequately, and we know that he is Lord himself. Um, and so, in, anyway, in, in Psalm 119, in verse 89, <clears throat> it says, um, Forever, O Lord, thy word is settled in heaven. Thy faithfulness is unto all generations. Thou hast established the earth, and it abideth they continue this day according to thine ordinances, for all are thy servants, and this this speaks to the church and to us individually, but to and to um, all things are created by him and for him. They have their being and consist, and he and he upholds all things, um, whether they be of nature or or whatever you want to see that way, but particularly to the church, he upholdeth his people in his hand. And it says, we're going to look at another place, we're graven on the palms of his hand and we're kept by him, not kept by us and not kept by other things. And Paul says, well, we, being we can't keep the law and we're under grace, now do we, do we have a free ticket to ride and just do what we want to do? And he says, no, God forbid that it it's not and that's not the attitude God's people have is that now that we're we we have a get out of jail free card kind of a thing that i'm sure there are those that look at that but God's people are thankful for him having a people and for him dealing with those things that needed to be dealt with and now we can say that sin death hell and the grave have no hold on his people the grave does temporarily we're gonna if he tarries we're gonna die and go to the grave, but that's not the end of the uh, of the um uh, the end of the story as it were, but all through this this uh psalm it um it speaks of god's uh mercy to us his uh judgments being right and in uh in that way we can we can uh know that we are safe in Christ because God's judgment is right and he did that that was judged and uh, was not found wanting but fulfilled all those things that needed to be done for his people and so in that we have a a safety and we know that we are, we are kept in that um, in Jeremiah turn to the book of Jeremiah we're going to be back in the Psalms too but in Jeremiah, there's a just a one spot I want to look at, and we know in the book of Jeremiah and Ezekiel, there's much spoken of about how salvation comes about to his people, that it's by God's doing and not by our doing. It's um, it, it goes along with the several passages in other scriptures that said, "I was found of them that weren't looking for me. I found them. They didn't find me." and in the passages is where they were called not called they were called not my people and i give them life and i call them my people and um so in in jeremiah chapter thirty one for for instance in verse um uh, verse three it says The Lord hath appeared of old unto me, saying, Yea, I have loved thee with an everlasting love. Therefore, with loving kindness have I drawn thee. And this here spot, and and down, uh, it speaks about the remnant being saved, God saving the remnant. But here, with an everlasting love and with loving kindness have I drawn thee. And that speaks to how long and what view that god has of his people and when if his attributes don't change and he doesn't love sometimes and then not love sometimes if his his love was set on a people from everlasting to everlasting and then that 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 uh, little bit we read there in the bulletin that says his mercy endureth forever and if that's not long enough there's more forevers i mean it's just there's never going to be there's never going to be a time that that we're not covered in his love and in his in his hand in, in God's hand in um Isaiah 54 I missed that when we were there but Isaiah 54 And for for good good reason there there've been Isaiah's been called one of the another one of the books of the gospel, and as we've seen over the years, all the books that we have are are the gospels according to whoever they might have as a title. But in all of the gospel to God's people, and in uh, here in chapter 54 of Isaiah, uh, in verse 10. And and above and below this in this in this uh, passage, but verse ten says, "For the mountains shall depart and the hills be removed, but my kindness shall not depart from thee, neither shall the covenant of my peace be removed," saith the Lord, that has mercy on thee. And here the covenant of my peace, and he is the one that has, as we read another passage gives us that covenant of peace. And and that is only in that covenant is only in the Lord Himself. Any other covenant that that we would have been subject to or could have been by the Father would not have been a one of peace. Uh, that that law that stood against us, and that's that law of sin and death that stood against us, it was like Mount Sinai. There's no you can't approach to that. It's There's no comfort in that. There's no life in that. It is just condemnation. And in our Lord himself, that was done away with and taken away with. And anything that we stand in, it has to be in him. And we have to be, as we've seen many times, covered with his robe of righteousness. That's the only place that safety is. And God's people, if they're covered with that robe of righteousness, there's no uncovering that. It's not not covered today and not covered tomorrow. Um, and uh, we know that he died for his people's sin, past, present, and future. That's not just—it's not just things. And we know that, as Paul says, I—I I, I can't seem to do the things I'd like to do. I determine to do, and I do those things I determined not to do. And he said, save me from this," and he says, um, "I thank Jesus Christ, our Lord, and that's the only way that we are." Not only saved, but are kept, and it's uh, it's a complete redemption, a complete salvation. It wasn't it wasn't partly cleaned up and then said that you're on your own. Um, we know that 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 is just that would be death to us. Um, turn to the book of John, and we just. Um, not far back, we spent some time in the in the Book of John, um, but we're gonna we're gonna look at a, a few passages today in John chapter six. <clears throat> John chapter six. Okay, let me get down to the right verse. Start with verse thirty-five in on John chapter six and this is uh uh speaking about the bread of life it says "And jesus said unto them i am the bread of life he that cometh to me shall never hunger and he that believeth on me shall never thirst but i said unto you that ye also have seen me and believe not all that the father giveth me shall come to me and him that cometh me cometh to me i will in no wise cast out for i come down from heaven uh, uh Uh, and the Jews had a problem with him, saying he's the bread of life. But here, it not a couple of several things are, are are brought in this little this few verses here by the Lord Himself, that He came down to, to do the will of the Father, and the Father, that His will was that all those that were given to Him, He would lose none of them. He would He would redeem them all, and should raise it up. It says at the last day and that everyone which seeth the sun and believeth on him may have everlasting life and I'll raise him up at the last day and that seeing the sun is not just reading the words of it but understanding by the spirit understanding these some of these things and and given spiritual life and um, uh, Norman has a, a, a painting maybe several a painting of that this lady does and there's a there's a thicket of aspen trees or something. And um, you look at it, I don't recall the details, but there's supposed to be horses in that thicket of trees. I cannot see the thing, <laughs> I cannot see the horses for the forest. <laughs> the, uh, it's a painting of trees. And I've looked at that sideways and, and kind of cocked my head and th- yeah, I'm sorry, but I, I have to take your word for it that they're there. and I. Knowing him and Mike Baker, it could be pulling my leg a little bit, could be one of those that really doesn't have anything in it. But, but um, those, it, it's the same thing with this, if it, it, the Spirit has to give eyes to see it, or you just cannot see it. You can read the words of it, and you, of the scripture, and you can say that, and many people claim those things, but they have no, they, they don't see any of it. Now it's seeing that, and, and by the faith that God gives us, is not the same as understanding all the details of it. I can tell you that. we don't. There's much that we cannot grasp fully and understand, but we believe it because he said these things are so. And uh, uh, there's a lot of the scriptures that we believe wholeheartedly, but we cannot get to the root of it exactly or wrap our minds around them. They're great things. And as, as Lauren said the last, last week that there's... We just can't wrap our minds around some of these these thoughts um, okay, we're going to move on in John in chapter seventeen of John, and we spent some time here recently in in John seventeen with a series that uh Brother Wayne spoke to us um, wonderful passage in in words in here of our lord uh and just picking out a few of them uh Verse starting with verse 6, chapter 17 of John. It says, I have manifested thy name to the men which thou gavest me out of the world. Thine they were, and thou gavest me, and they have kept thy word. Now they have known that all things whatsoever thou hast given me are of thee. For I have given unto them the words which thou gavest me, and they have received them, and have known surely that I came out from thee And they have believed that thou didst send me. I pray for them. I pray not for the world, but for them which thou hast given me, for they are thine, and all mine are thine, and thine are mine, and I am glorified in them. And now I am no more in the world, but these are in the world, and I come to thee, Holy Father. Keep through thine own name those whom thou hast given me, that they may be one as we are. While I was with them in the world I kept them in thy name. Those who that thou gavest me I have kept, and none of them is lost but the son of perdition, that the scripture might be fulfilled. And here some very uh, key important things that we have from the Lord himself saying to us that he was there's a people were given to him, not the whole world as those as those special. The church of God, the true church, the true Israel of God, were given to Him, and those are the ones that that um, that He died for. Those are the ones that that He kept. And as it, it says up there, um, I have given them, verse eight, the words which Thou gavest me, and they have received them and have known surely that I came out from Thee, and that they have believed that Thou that that, then they have believed that thou didst send me. That is the horses and the trees stuff. You, he has to reveal it to us. We can't, and it, it says that they have, um, that I came out from the and they have believed it. It's not that they understood. you said, yeah, I hear what you're saying. Because I've talked to people before, and they say, yeah, I hear what you're saying. They say, you don't understand, you don't understand me. And it's not just the words that he said, but that it has, that, any part that it says that we have believed is not from us. Um, what did you you, Peter? Flesh and blood didn't reveal these things to you, but my spirit, which is in heaven. That's the only way we can understand spiritual things. Romans and other passages speak to us about um, being in the spirit and those things that we are like, and we look at him, we say, "Well, we're not exactly like that." But you know, only in the spirit are we like that, and we we uh, worship him, as it says, in, he has to be worshipped in spirit and in truth. And if those things are not shown to us, we we can't understand them. We can recite the words of them, we can know a catechism or a confession of faith, but that does not reach very far. That can only reach into the into the intellect as far as under. Standing the words and the language of it sometimes we think we have a grasp on things then we find out that we don't necessarily and we Lord make help our unbelief We, he helps us to believe and we, we say help our unbelief because we don't of ourselves we don't we don't know these things um, and uh, same chapter, verse 17, or chapter chapter uh, 17 of John, verse 24. And down a couple of verses, it says, Father, I will that they also, whom thou hast given me, be with me where I am, that they may behold my glory, which thou hast given me. For thou lovest me before the foundation of the world. O righteous Father, the world hath not known thee but I have known thee, and these have known that thou hast sent me. And I have declared unto them thy name, and will declare it that the love wherewith thou hast loved me may be in them, and I in them. Uh, and here again, this speaks to those things that these have known that thou hast sent me. And that is only by revelation of God that that we can say we know those things. We don't. Yes, we don't. We cannot understand God. We 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 have a lot of scripture that speaks of Him and it tells us about Him and and what He is like in words that we can understand. The words of it, but we see such a little piece of things. And as it said, we we see darkly now. We see very very darkly now, or through the lattice, we see parts of things. But He causes us to 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 believe that. And, to, and not to always understand the words exactly or the thoughts of them, but we do uh, believe what he says um, to us and what the Lord has said. In, verse, in chapter 18 of John, just one verse. Uh, no, it isn't. That doesn't... Okay. In uh, let's let's go to the book of Romans for just a couple of minutes. Another couple of things, and then we're, gonna, we're going to go uh, into in Romans chapter seven. Much and much in the book of Romans dealing with what we are like by nature and how we what God does to his people and for his people and in his people but in Romans chapter 7 starting with uh, the last couple of verses of chapter 7 and following it says "O wretched man that I am verse 24 that I am who shall deliver me from the body of this death I thank God through Jesus Christ our Lord. So then with the mind I myself serve the law of God, but with the flesh law of sin. There is therefore now no condemnation to them which are in Christ Jesus, who walk not after the flesh, but after the Spirit. Um, pretty important stuff to God's people. There is therefore now no condemnation that um what do you what do you say to these things if god be for us who could be against us as as we read but but here uh in the in the flesh we we can do nothing we know that it's all of him and as it says here who are in christ jesus that's the only place that we are kept that's the only safe place the stronghold as he says our strong, our high tower those things that he is to to, to god's people that's the only place that we are safe and then down in chapter 8 just a bit okay chapter 8 and i'm going to start with verse 26 8 romans verse 8 it says likewise the spirit also helpeth our infirmities for we know not what we should pray for as we ought but the Spirit itself maketh intercession for us with groanings which cannot be uttered. Um, and he that searcheth the heart knoweth what is the mind of the Spirit, because he maketh intercession for the saints according to the will of God. And we know that all things work together for good to them that love God, to them that, who are the called according to his purpose, For whom he did foreknow, he also did predestinate to be conformed to the image of his Son, that he might be the firstborn among many brethren. Moreover, whom he did predestinate, them he also called. Whom he called, them he also justified. And whom he justified, them he also glorified. What shall we then say to these things? If God be for us, who can be against us? nor height, nor depth, nor any other creature shall be able to separate us from the love of God which is in Christ Jesus our Lord. Um that covers a lot of ground. That covers anything that we can conceive of, and things that we cannot conceive of. And um we're we're gonna um just about running out of time. I'm gonna call it a um a day for right now. Um, think on the passages, some of those passages. We are heirs of, of God and joint heirs with Jesus Christ. The position that we have in Him. And we can't... The only position we have is in Him. And as it says, it's it's an everlasting, enduring covenant that God has that we are in. And um, that is the people who... Jude is writing to here to God's people that are in him and preserved in him and uh, as Mike would say thank you for your attention and be free